0: It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for February 23rd. It is a drab and dreary Saturday weather-wise, but it is nothing nothing but sunshine and mimosas out there in the Tri-State sports culture right now because... We are in the throes of the goodness of the madness. Postseason play upon us, which means from this point forward, it's lose or go home or win or go home, I guess more accurately, for everybody left involved in the pool. And that pool of basketball teams after four months of, hey, if you win or you lose, you play again tomorrow, it doesn't matter. For us to get to this sort of suddenness, this sort of fate time in our in our schedule is always An awful lot of fun can be very jarring, and it will be very quickly changing the landscape of who we are. We're going to talk a little bit about the future and the past today on The Big Show here. We've got Brock Idris set to join us at 8.10 this morning. His Monroe City Panthers are locked in a battle today in Centralia with the host squad for a chance to bring home their third straight district title. We'll look ahead to that. We'll talk about his team's big win over Hallsville to make this a possibility. And then at 8.20, we're going to check in with Jacksonville route coach Will Whalen, who's uh, Rockets last night, picked up their first regional title since 2009, and they've got a big trip down to Oakville for a chance to go to the sectional and maybe to do some damage there as well. So a couple of great guests coming your way in just a bit, but let's set the landscape for the rest of the day and the rest of the playoff template moving forward. Last night, we'll start off with regional boys play, Class 2A up at Monmouth. It was West Hancock with a 10-0 run late in the fourth quarter, To distinguish themselves against Monroes and to punch a regional championship ticket, 39-32 was your final. Drake Hamill, who yesterday was announced as the winner of the prestigious 2019 Red O'Flaherty Award for outstanding play among all West Central boys basketball players. He had 21 points in the victory. By virtue of that win, Reno Pinkston squad moves on to the Riverton sectional on Wednesday where they will take on Pleasant Plains. And I actually, these are sort of the weird Faustian bargains you make this time of year. As a sportscaster, I was actually at Pittsfield last night filming the game between Plains and Porta as we made a trade off. I shot that for Springfield. Springfield got us West Central, got us Triopia. So got a chance to watch Plains. They're a big physical team, but they also weren't really pretty offensively, which kind of leads me to believe that maybe Reno Pinkston's team has more than a fighting chance on Wednesday because Nothing suits the, the Titans better than kind of an ugly brawl-type uh, you know, back-and-forth. They're good at that, so makes for an interesting matchup coming up on Wednesday. Dropping down to Class 1A now at the Payson Regional last night. Camp Point Central finally avenges itself and finally rids itself of the Central Jinx, winning last, or the Payson Jinx winning last night at Payson 41-34. The Panthers are now 23-9 and on the season. They will travel to Lewiston on Wednesday to take on Elmwood, Bryce Long, Eric Jones, each with 13 points in the victory over Payson Seymour. At the Class 1A Illini Central Regional at Mason City, Triopia puts together a great second half and beats Springfield Calvary. 55-39 to was your final. Uh, That is the Trojans' first regional title since 2002. Sean Bell leading the way in that one with 19 points. Garrett Snow added 14, as it will be Triopia taking on Peoria Christian Tuesday. At Lewiston, Class One A sectional at Carrollton, the aforementioned Route Rockets with a big finish last night in the fourth quarter hold off uh, Western of Barry, sixty-one to forty-eight. Your final, uh, big win for the Rockets. As I mentioned their first regional title since two thousand nine. Corey Ronan had nineteen points in that contest. Route will move on to take on an always frisky Madison squad Tuesday at the Oakville sectional. And finally, to complete the WIVC dominance last night, it was West Central taking down New Berlin 57-34. to 34. Cole Howard leading the way for the victorious Cougars with 17 points. They'll be at Oakville on Wednesday taking on Oakville. So, obviously, a great night for the WIVC with three regional champs in Route, Triopia, and West Central. Okay, over in Missouri last night, we did have one district contest championships. That was at Ellsbury, Class 2, District 5 last night. On the boys' side last night, it was Van Farr, your defending Class 2 state champs, Taking down Ellsbury 40 to 22, and what was a, I guess, honestly and admittedly, a pretty ugly offensive game, but still Pat Conaway's team finds a way to punch his ticket back into the sectional. Up next for Van Farr, a showdown with the winner of today's game between Milan and Princeton. That will take place at Queen City. Milan is undefeated. You would think they are the favorite, which sets up a rematch of last year's outstanding postseason contest between Milan and Van Farr, if that's how it shakes down. That should be plenty of fun. We'll update you on all of that uh, goings-on and how the schedule shakes down for the big showdown coming up with Fanfar on Wednesday in Hannibal today and coming up on overtime. Also on the girls' side last night, a contest that was thrilling for three quarters and much anticipated for the course of the week and maybe much of this postseason. It was Clopton knocking off Paris 52-38 to 38 last night. The big difference in this game, Clopton would outscore Paris 22-8 to in the fourth quarter after the game went tied 30-all after three. Caitlin Kuntz leading the way for Clopton in that one with 15 points. Uh, Taylor Akers was huge early with two big threes. She had 13 as well. Up next for Clopton, a showdown with either Scotland County or Knox County. That winner to be determined again today over in Queen City. Uh, those two teams, whoever wins out of that, will meet Clopton Wednesday at 8 o'clock. At Corf Gymnasium in Hannibal, as well, did have a couple of regular season finales last night. Three of them, to be precise. Quincy High School goes on the road and finishes with a flourish at Galesburg, 67 to 59. By virtue of that, the Blue Devils finished their regular season with four straight wins and finished the regular season at 14 and 11 and six and four in the conference. Not too shabby considering where they started out this year with all those early losses. Jaden Smith leading the way with 28 points, and it will be Quincy High School jumping into regional play this week, opening up with Chatham-Glenwood. Also, Quincy Notre Dame wrapped up their regular season against, well, St. Mary's, who's a relative powerhouse despite their record in St. Louis last night. I think they came in at just 12-12, and 12, but that is a loaded, talented team uh, led by Yuri Collins, the St. Louis Billiken commit who plays point guard. Quincy Notre Dame actually led that game at the half by three, but uh, St. Mary's comes back and wins it 79-70 to 70, despite the better efforts, efforts of Dylan Foley, who was wearing the not the crimson mask, but he had the big raccoon eye from the uh, black eye he took this week. Dylan Foley had 28 points and 14 rebounds in the loss. Also last night, McComb wrapped up its season with a victory 66-64 over Kiwani. Ben Higgins with 30 points, including the game winner in that one. Did have a little college diamond action as well. Quincy University with a pair of pitching gems yesterday on the road to sweep Malone. 7 to nothing in the first game as Palmyra's Aaron Stone pitched eight innings. Struck out seven, gave up just five hits in the win and no runs, obviously. And then Riley Martin backed him up in the second game of the Twin Bills. Six to nil your final there. Martin went six innings of wonderful work. He struck out five, gave up seven hits and no runs as well. Culver Stockton baseball swept at Morningside yesterday, 11 to 6 and 6 to nothing. The Western Illinois men, with a win on the road at Simo, 9 to 2. Drew Galassi with a pair of home runs for the victorious Leathernecks. And in college softball yesterday, Quincy University swept by Cedarville, 2 to nil and 7 to 1. Okay, when we come back here on the morning ticket, Brock Idris is going to break down and preview for us Monroe City's big showdown with Centralia. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. There is a big battle brewing this afternoon in Centralia for a district title. As the Monroe City Panthers go for their third straight district championship, they will have a tall, tall order to do so, playing in very hostile climes. I'm joined now by Brock Idris, himself a former Red O'Flaherty Award winner. And Brock, obviously, this is a huge contest. You've seen what Scott Humphrey has done with Centralia. Just how impressed are you by how far his team has come to this point this season?
1: Yeah, good morning, Chris. Um, You know, Coach Humphrey's done a, a great job not only this season, but in really building the program back up at Centralia the past three years. And he's got a great group of kids that really share the basketball, and they play hard, and they compete.
0: They're, they're super athletic and, and obviously that is not the easiest gym in the world to shoot in, which is sort of a built-in advantage. And we've seen it all week. Uh, you know, teams like the Clark County girls who, who've come into that gym and traditionally shoot the three-pointer pretty well. They're not docking down a whole lot of those. Is there, is that a thing? Is that an imagined thing, Brock? Is that something legitimately you guys game plan for just because of the sight lines in that gym?
1: You know, I'm not sure. It's just, I guess it's a different place for most of our teams to play. Um, most of the teams in our conference don't uh, go down there to play, but maybe once a year, you know, if you're playing your conference game, uh, you know, our tournaments are up here in Monroe City, Palmyra, and Highland, and Centralia hosts their own tournament, but I think the only conference team they might have is Makin and then some other teams out of Columbia uh, to come up. So it's just maybe not the as familiar for, for players to shoot in, but, uh, fortunately, our guys uh, shot the ball really well uh, against Hallsville Hull- in the second-round game, and uh, hopefully we can do it again.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a blistering performance for you in the semifinals. And, and I know your team has had a couple of big games where the jitters might have gotten to them or they didn't perform the way you would have expected. But to come out against Hallsville the way you did with the first quarter you did and to make a statement, that was really almost a mission of purpose, I, I would think.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I think just the postseason, our kids, just the competitors that they are, um, you know, they're fired up for this time of year. They, they just, they just love being in the moment. You know, we've got kids that have played in two uh, state title football games that won, uh, you know, two district titles in basketball, uh, been to numerous, uh, you know, state performers in track. Uh, we just got great kids, great athletes. Uh, they just love the moment of competing and, and big time games and uh, you know we tried to make our schedule a little tougher this year and there were some games that we felt like we should have won or or maybe we should have played a little bit better uh, but you know it happens sometimes during the season you're going to have one or two games that you're just you know you're just not going to play well enough uh, to win or you just can't win that night and you know come postseason, I think we've done a good job to continue to to improve, and and guys are playing with a lot of confidence right now, and our kids are excited about uh, this afternoon.
0: I think you guys were also a little doomed by expectation because there did have to be some blending with all the talent you have and all the, the pieces that you can put into play. You've got a lot of really talented kids that you get on the floor, and it's not something that just automatically happens by osmosis. It's something that's a crafted progression. Are you proud of where this team has come from point A to point B to this point? Because you look like a different team right now.
1: You bet. You know, I think it was probably more of a challenge uh, for our coaching staff just to try to utilize as much talent as we had and trying to figure out combinations and, you know, putting kids in the right spots to be successful and so everybody can play at their strengths. I I would say for for over half the season, we had some guys playing some spots that uh, I probably should have done a better job of of getting them in some different areas. uh, So they, they could have played off each other really well or much better. And uh, I think we're doing a better job right now. And and like I said, guys are playing with confidence. We, we play 10 guys every, every single night. Uh, You know, we're seven every couple minutes, uh, bringing in two, three, four guys in. And I just, I love the style that we play. I love, Coaching our kids, they play hard, they compete, Uh, they're willing to dive on the floor, take charges. Um, You know, they're a fun group to watch, they're a fun group to coach, and and I'm sure uh, fans would say the same.
0: You have a lot of outstanding athletes, and obviously a lot of people's eyes are drawn to C.E. Tolton and, and what he's done. But we had this discussion in our newsroom the other day in the sports department, just talking about the new bellwethers for you, when we can tell you're really going to play well. It, it's kind of your bigs now, whether it's uh, Mr. Kendrick O'Brien or Mr. Bixel, When they kind of get into it early, it feels like you're a different team. Are we reading that right?
1: Uh, you're talking at Kalen and Don McAfee? Is yes. Right?
0: Yes. Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, they've really kind of grown in into their position. You know, Kalen. Uh, it's taken a little while because he he was a converted guard for us. Um, the last three years, he's played on the perimeter and and he's grown. He's about six two right now. He's athletic. Um, does really well on track. Was a tight end receiver for us in football. Doesn't mind to play physical and and we felt that uh, graduating some posts last year that we could put more athleticism on the floor um, with the style that we play. And he's really embraced that role. It was just a matter of offensively trying to figure out where he needed to be at the right time uh, to make plays. And he's starting to finish better around the rim and get him to get to right spots. And then Dalton McAfee uh, played some for us, uh, came off the bench last year as a sophomore. And and now being a junior, he's about 6'2", 6'3", almost 200 pounds. and can go up and rebound with two hands really well, and uh, he's doing a lot of the same things: take good screens and, and finish around the rim.
0: Brock, does it does it get undersold enough? The fact that the sort of the core of your team—you uh, know—you're talking about Mister Hayes, you're talking about Mister Osborne, you're talking about Mister Tolton, they are all honor roll students, and they've been successful in just about everything they do. Do you see a corollary there?
1: Well, yeah, I think you just got blue collar kids that just want to do. Do their very best at no matter what they're doing, and and they want to see each other uh, do well and and encourage each other. And I think it's just a trickle down effect for our other kids. Uh, you know, they see those guys and and see how good of role models they are in the school uh, and, and at practice. They're great leaders for us. And when your best players are your hardest workers, it just it makes your team so much better.
0: What's it gonna to take today, Brock? We'll leave you with this, to to beat a Centralia team that is playing well, that does have some, some speed and athleticism and obviously some ability to shoot the three pointer.
1: Well, they're very dangerous from the three point line and and they're long. Um, you know, when they play when they play their zone, they can use their length. They've got a uh Division One DeCastly with Peyton Davis that plays the top of their zone and uh some other length with Guy Moran who can really shoot the three and, and when you have two two three-point threats that are probably some of the better shooters in the area that I think each of them has hit eight threes at least in one game um, and almost shoot at a 40% clip. Uh, you better get out and guard. Um, but along with that, they share the ball so well. Um, we're going to have to do a great job of, of not only moving the basketball but really trying to attack north and south. I, I felt like the last game we, we were so east and west Against them, and and not that we didn't get great shots, we just didn't shoot the ball very well, Uh, and they they did shoot it well. Uh, So we're we're gonna have to guard the three point line. We're we're just gonna have to do the little things that uh, we feel that make us successful. Um, So that's each and each and every game being able to rebound, being able to defend, contest shots, and and just try to make it as difficult as we can. We know it's gonna be a tough environment there at Centralia. We went down there last year and. And, uh, you know, lost in a conference game that was really a big game for us, uh, you know, trying to compete for a conference title. So our kids remember that, and our kids love challenges. uh, So they're going to go into that game, uh, you know, ready to go today and, and do the best they can.
0: Well, best of luck to you, Brock. And, again, great job coaching this season. A great job to your kids. We appreciate it, and thanks for the time. Thanks again, Chris. And when we come back, Will Whalen's going to join us and talk about the rise of the Route Rockets as regional champions. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. Big doings last night in Carrollton, Illinois, as the route rockets on the power and strength of a fantastic fourth quarter blast their way past a really good Western squad last night to win their first regional title since 2009. The architect of that big win last night is on the phone with us. And, Will, what did you see late from your team that really kind of tipped the scales in your favor?
2: Well, just one of those things that uh, I think we were, we were out of sync most of the game, and uh, that, is, uh, that is certainly credited to Western and uh, their coach, Curtis Stout. But, uh, you know, we, we just... We had a lot of fight fighters. We had a uh, group of boys that uh, did not want to lose, and uh, all of a sudden in the fourth quarter we got it going and, and had a big fourth quarter there.
0: Will, I, I've seen you a number of different times of the season, and the talent is obvious. It just seemed like during the course of this year you just kept missing a little bit on those red-letter wins. What does it say about your group that last night you were able to do that, you were able to get that at the perfect time? Are you peaking at the right time?
2: I think we are. I think I think uh, last year and this year both we've been able to uh, really play our best basketball since the Winchester tournament and play it down the stretch. And of course, that's when everybody wants to play well. Uh, but again, I think um, we've got the rotation correct as far as who we're playing, um, and I think that the the kids have really stepped up. And and you know, a lot of these kids play three different sports, and it takes us a little bit of time to uh, to get their basketball rhythm. And again, you know, we've we played some really good basketball down the stretch. We've shot the ball well. And, you know, the boys were just absolutely determined to, to win that game
0: last night. You, you touched on it a little bit. You've got Dylan Marshall, who's probably better known for football. You've got Corey Ronan and you've got Drew Winters, who are better known as outstanding baseball prospects. But those guys can really play basketball and really have a nice niche within your team framework. Those are special kids.
2: They are, and they're uh, they're not only uh, great athletes, but they're they're great kids, and uh, they're they're great for our team. Last night, the uh, the leadership showed up out of them. Also, you know, we were down 31 to 24 at one point, and uh, Western had all the momentum. We had Dylan Marshall on the bench uh, that just came over with his fourth foul, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you had a kid like Corey Ronan who is not. He's not immune to big situations in his young life as a sophomore uh pitcher, pitching all over the country. And, uh, you know, Corey decided to step up, and I think he scored 16, 17 points there in the, in the last minute of the third quarter and in the fourth quarter also.
0: Yeah, for people who aren't aware, Corey Ronan is generally considered to be one of the best sophomore pitching prospects in the country. So absolutely, Will. You touched on that very well, uh, right there as well. I want to touch on this with you as well. You you play a bunch of games against Jacks, or you play a bunch of games against Concord Triopia, Winchester West Central. Uh obviously you played some great teams over at the Pittsfield Sockey Turkey Tournament to open things up. Your schedule's really kind of prepared you for this run too, I would think.
2: It has and and uh I think when you play that better schedule and you get into games like this, like last night, uh, you know, the kids understand it and they, and they, they feel like, hey, we've been here. We know what to do. We know what this feels like. So, uh, so a big atmosphere last night didn't really shake them up as much as, again, I think, uh, Western's defense and what Western was doing to us. And, but the situation, uh, I think they were prepared for because of the schedule that we play. Uh, you know, we've played Pace and Seymour twice, West Central twice, Triopia once. Uh, so we played a lot of really good teams, uh, not including some of the others. So uh, I think it wasn't too big of a moment for the boys. And uh, again, just just glad they finally found their shooting touch there in the fourth quarter.
0: Well, let's spin it forward a little bit. The IHSA has decided to send you and West Central down to Oakville, which is kind of a unique geographic sectional for you, but you're going to draw Madison. And and that's that's a traditionally athletic, powerful team that usually always has guys that can run all over the floor. How do you kind of approach that moving forward? Because I think at this point, why not route?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, that's the thing about the boys, uh, about this group, is that you know, number one, they don't know much about Madison uh themselves i now I do growing up, I know exactly who Madison is in the and uh you know the program that they've built in the last you know forty fifty years as I grew up uh but I don't think the boys really know anything about Madison. that's probably all the better uh but again the um the athleticism and uh up and down the court we're gonna see a different <clears throat> excuse me we're gonna see a different game out of them. And, uh, the boys are going to have to take care of the basketball and limit them to easy shots. And, but, you know, it's, it's called March Madness for a reason. And, you know, you see it every, every year. We see it that there's always upsets. There's always, uh, uh, teams that, you know, come in and, and, uh, pull a couple of upsets here and there. And that's what's fun about this time of year. And, uh, you know, there's no reason why, you know, we can't go down and play just as well as anybody else down there. So we're confident in our team. We, we like what we do. Uh, we know we can get it going, but we just have to go longer stretches. You know, uh, you score 27 points in the fourth quarter last night shows that you can really shoot the ball and, and score with anybody. But we just have to be more consistent. So um, although Madison's going to be a big game here for us, we're more concerned about what we do and and uh, you know what we're going to do with them than what they're going to do with us.
0: Well, I love the chin of your team. You've done a great job, Will Whalen, and, and obviously one of the real class act gentlemen in the sport of coaching. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. Congratulations on last night, and best of luck to you moving forward into the sectional, Will.
2: Thank you very much, Chris.
0: And we'll move on now. This is the end of the Saturday Morning Ticket coming up next week. Hopefully, we've got a ton of playoff teams still left on the road to state. We'll break it down with all of them, or as many as we can next week, right here at 8 o'clock. We'll see you then, everybody. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.